this is the Flavor of Leadership podcast. I am your host, Clint Hoops. Together, we explore the unique blend of leadership wisdom that helps top leaders consistently achieve work goals, develop personally, and find fulfillment with family. Let's get started. Welcome to episode number 23. Do you like magic? You know, like magic tricks? I, I've, always, I've always loved them. I remember one of my earliest memories when I was young. I remember being at my, my cousin's house in Arizona. And I remember my uncle, Ron. I remember sitting there when I was young on the floor of his house with some of my, my siblings and my other cousins and watching him do magic tricks. And I can specifically remember him having a balloon that he blew up and he had this big, long, long needle or spike or whatever you want to call it. And he stuck it through the balloon. It didn't pop, pulled it back out. And, and the balloon, you know, remained inflated. And I remember being so impressed by this and thinking, how in the world did he do this? And, you know, later in life, I, my wife and I, we actually had a chance to, to go to a magic show while on vacation. And we were on vacation with some of my family and, and we went to this, this magic show and it was, it was a pretty impressive place. It was, it was, it was decorated well. And, it, and when you walk into the main auditorium, it just, just felt, just felt magical. There's no other word to use. And I remember as we were coming into the auditorium for this magic show, we were walking in with some of, some of my other family and they came and one of the workers actually came and separated my wife and I from the rest of my family. And they said, Hey, we need you for something. And they, they took us down. Our seats were in the back somewhere and they actually took my wife and I down to the front and put us at this big, long table across the whole front of the stage. And they gave us some seats up at the front. We're thinking, okay, I guess we're at the front. They said, they need your help in the show. Or, oh, okay, I guess we're here. And me and my wife were talking as the show was you know, kind of getting ready to get started. They were seating everybody else. We thought, we must have looked like some pretty easy targets or <laughs> easy people to fool. <laughs> so, man, we need to show them up, right? We need to figure out what's happening. And so it was funny. We were kind of talking like, all right, we're in the front here. We got to make sure we don't make a fool of ourselves. We got to pay attention. And so, so that's what we did. We tried to figure out, okay, how do we make sure that we don't get fooled by this magician, you know? So, so if he wants us to look over at his right hand, we're going to make sure we're looking somewhere else, right? We want to look where he doesn't want us to look. And of course it didn't work. <laughs> These guys are so good. And, and so for a couple of hours, we were just honestly just amazed at just the quality of this magician. It was, it was amazing being right there on the front. You could see, I mean, you couldn't figure out anything. I mean, I, I have no clue how he did even one of his tricks. And, you know, we were even able to be the center of some of the tricks. That was part of what they had us on the front table for. And so, you know, they have you, you know, do different different things to help, you know, whether pick a card or, or do different things. And I, I was just, once again, absolutely amazed. And, you know, I, I started thinking about the magician and just thinking about how they are truly masters of illusion and distraction. And, you know, the magician understands the perspective of the audience, right? So we're out in the audience and we are looking up at the stage and the magician understands what we see. 
He understands our perspective perfectly. And he uses that knowledge to change how we perceive things. He only lets us see what he wants us to see. And to the point where our perception becomes our reality. Even though the reality is an illusion or a distraction, it becomes our reality. Thinking of this magic show and just magic in general and distraction, it makes me think a little bit about my mindset when I'm making goals. It seems like when we make goals and personal commitments, we do so when our minds are clear and our perspective is as clear as we can get, right? We do our best to get all the data in front of us. And at that point, and with that mindset, that's when we make these commitments, when we're thinking most clearly. Then on the other hand, we tend to break those very same well thought out and reasoned commitments on a whim. We'll take the time to put them together, get all the data together, and know that's what's best for us. But then on a whim, we'll throw it out the window. We all do this. And we'll often do it with no data or, or very little data or just enough data that makes it so that it says that you feel like you can throw everything out the window because that's kind of naturally where we want to go because it's hard. It's hard to keep these goals and personal commitments that we make. It's hard to keep in mind how clear you were thinking when you made those goals or how motivated you felt when you were making those goals. One of the big factors is distraction. And that's what made me think about this with the magician is they use the distraction to make you see something differently. And that's what happens when we have distraction in our lives. It makes us see things differently just enough that we throw some of our, some of our commitments out the window. So who is distracting us? What's happening? I think that's what we want to talk about a little bit today. Who do we blame for distraction? I know who a lot of us blame, including myself. Blame my phone, it's ringing, or the notifications are going off, or somebody's texting, or email on my phone. I've constantly connected, and so it's my, my phone to blame. Or it's you know lack of sleep. Oh, I've been working late. You have all of those different things happening, and so lack of sleep. That's what's causing me to not be focused. You know, fill in the blank. There's all kinds of different things that cause this distraction that we blame. We blame all of these external factors. But really, who is really to blame? It's me. It's you. It's us. We are the ones that allow the distraction. We allow ourselves to be deceived in a way, right? From that distraction. There's a quote that I that I really love. It's it's by Tom Kite. So Tom Kite, if you don't know him, he is a world world Hall of Fame golfer. Uh, won many many awards for for golfing, top notch golfer. And if you've golfed, you know how what it takes to be world class. So Tom Kite said, "You can always find a distraction if you are looking for one." You can always find a distraction if you are looking for one. So in golf, it requires incredible focus in order to execute at a professional level. 
I mean, heck, any professional or sport requires incredible amount of focus. So greater the focus yields the greater performance, right? So in other words, less distraction equals greater performance, right? Because truly, the opposite of focus truly is distraction, right? We define focus as essentially eliminating the distraction so that you can focus and hone in on that one thing. So just like the quote says, are you looking for a distraction? We don't often admit it. I know I don't often admit it to myself unless I'm being very vulnerable with myself, that I don't, I don't say that I'm actually looking for a distraction, but often I am. Often we will come up with any reason we can to not focus on the thing that we know is most important. Now, that's mostly because it's just plain hard to focus. We truly do want to accomplish that big goal or that big commitment. It's just hard. And that's the grind we talk about sometimes is pushing through that. So how do you master distraction? Well, first, one of the key focuses we've talked about through the podcast is if you're not clear on what you expect, you are literally asking for distraction. If you don't have that focus and clarity, you're asking for distraction to come and fill your time. If you don't tell your time what to do, so to speak, it will, you know, find its own way. So what do you do to determine your most important goals? So after you've set them, do you review your most important goals every day? If you don't, are they really your most important goals? Whatever we spend our most time on or our most focus would kind of by definition be what we consider the most important because that's what we actually spend our time on, right? Action is what determines what we think about and what we're actually wanting to do regardless of what we say. So I would submit that the more important the goal, the more often we need to review it. So some goals, it might be every day. Other goals, man, you might want to remind yourself of your goal. Maybe it's a personal commitment you're working on, a habit you're trying to break. Maybe you need to remind yourself every hour on the hour. I don't know. It's very personal. I know my wife's youngest sister, who actually just got married this last month, she used to write her goals in dry erase marker on her bathroom mirror. I remember going into the bathroom sometimes and, and I would notice on the mirror in dry erase marker, her goals written clearly right where she'd see them when she's brushing her teeth and when she's getting ready in the morning. She would have inspirational quotes and things to help remind her of what was most important and what her focus was. And they would change and she'd modify them from time to time as made sense. And I don't think you'll be surprised to know that she hits a lot of her goals. When she decides it, she does it. So what if you say, I don't have time for this? That's one of the ones that I know I have used that excuse in the past in my life is I don't have time. And it's a myth. 
it's a myth. We, we, we truly do all have the time to do the things that are most important to us when we decide. We have the opportunity to be a magician for ourselves, right? We have the magic example at the beginning with that master magician who was able to change the perception of the audience, right? Distracting them and creating a wonderful reality for them. We have the opportunity to do the same for ourselves. Figure out how to change your perception of a situation and find distractions that are healthy and will help you to be able to accomplish your goals. Be the master of distraction. Eliminate the distractions that aren't helpful and bring the items that will help you the most to the forefront. At that point, I guess it wouldn't be called a distraction anymore because it's actually helping you towards your focus. But choose what things you allow into your mind and into your focus. Maybe that will be mean that you don't have your phone with you when you need to focus. Maybe you have a certain phone-free time during the day where that's when you accomplish your greatest work. You determine the top goal of the day or the top productivity time that you need. And maybe everyone knows it's blocked on your schedule and you leave your phone in another room if that's what it takes for you. If just turning it off or putting it on silent isn't enough, maybe you have to leave it in your car or leave it in another room for that hour or whatever the time period is so that you can focus. Maybe even a clock can be a distraction. There are times where I will actually take leave my phone in a different room and actually take off my watch because I don't want to be looking at the time, watching it go by. Because sometimes that can distract me from complete focus. Another one that hits me is not keeping a to-do list up to date can actually cause my mind to wander. If I don't have all of my to-dos or the things, critical things I need to be done scheduled, they float through my mind and make it so difficult for me to focus. And I often can't focus till I just write them down. So sometimes when, before I start doing some intense work that I need to be very focused for, I will actually take out my piece of paper and write down anything that's outstanding in my mind. And I'll set it to the side and my mind knows, okay, that's scheduled, it's going to happen, it's written down, it won't be forgotten. Mind, you know, tell my mind, start to focus. So that's something I do to help master distraction in myself. Another big one is uh, what's called keystone habits. I don't know if you've ever heard of a keystone habit. Um, keystone habits, I don't even remember exactly where I first heard this, uh, this term. And, but keystone habits is just like it sounds. You know, sometimes in an archway, they have a keystone. The keystone is, is the is the stone that's right in the center of the arch. And it's kind of the, the key that holds the rest of the arch together. And so the keystone, you know, if it's removed, the whole arch will fall, so to speak, right? And so keystone habits are habits that when you do them, it helps other habits fall into place. And it's different for every person, right? So for instance, a keystone habit that, I know is really good for a lot of people is to make your bed when you first get up. You know, there have been books written about this, about making your bed when you first get up 
and how that can kind of help start your day off right. You know, accomplishing something right out of the gate, doing it right. You know, there are other habits like brushing your teeth, for instance. You know, you brush your teeth, brush your teeth before you go to bed, and you know that can kind of start you down your path to you know to getting ready to having a restful night's sleep. Um, everyone has different things that can be the keystone habits at work. You might have a different habit that you know that hey, I do this particular thing, and it will lead right into this good habit that I'm trying to establish. There are also red flag mechanisms. Jim Collins, he talks a lot about this, having red flag mechanisms. Because red flag mechanisms are things that when, is that you establish to know when something's not going right. So a red flag mechanism can look a lot of ways. Some people will use accountability partners. You know, Hey, check in each day to say that I met my goal or I did this. And if you don't, that person knows there's a problem and they act as a red flag mechanism. In business, often a red flag mechanism is gonna be a metric or a number. Hey, if sales fall below the certain point, that's a red flag. If you know some other metric, metric customer inquiries fall below the certain point, oh, we need to change our marketing strategy. If, you know, fill in the blank. And they, they are things to help us know and quantify if things aren't going quite right. You can use these in your life. You can decide to install these mechanisms into your life to help master distraction. Just like Tom Kite said above, remember, you can always find a distraction if you're looking for one. So stop looking for them. Become the master of you. So here's the challenge. Identify and seek to eliminate one problem distraction that is keeping you from your goals this week. Be specific about how you will eliminate it. It won't happen unless you're specific. So be incredibly specific. You can do this. You got this. Appreciate you listening this week. Once again, like always, love to hear from you. Love to hear if you have any questions that you'd like us to answer on the show. Or if you have any recommendations of, of topics that you think would be great for other listeners and for yourself. Please send me an email at Clint, C-L-I-N-T, at Flavor of Leadership dot com or reach out to me on facebook or linkedin until next week Thanks for joining me on this week's episode of the Flavor of Leadership podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback for us, you can reach me directly at flavoroflearership.com. Thanks for listening.